Hey, it's Jess Harnell, Wacko from Animaniacs and Ironhide of the Transformers, and you're listening to the Fandom Podcast because you know what's good. Welcome to the Fandom Podcast, episode 159. This is the show that brings together geeks and nerds from across the fandomverse to analyze the news and discuss your favorite TV, movies, comics, and books. This is the news roundup for the third week of March 2018. But first, providing the FML update, we have Jeff Dumas. You know what's really weird? It's the past three weeks, Fifty Shades Freed has gone up in 2% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is now up to 13%. <laughs> All right. Well, live from the Fandiverse, I am Brandon Ushio. How, how, can, how can people still be like saying, oh, that's a better movie than we thought it was? And nothing. Peter Rabbit keeps f- jumping between 60 and 59. It can't make up its mind. Well, you know, it's it's those rabbits. It's those pesky rabbits. Uh, All I know is yeah. Black Panther just crossed 500 million uh, domestic. So <laughs> <laughs> please don't lose Infinity War. Please don't lose to Infinity War. Or Infinity War did set a record for the amount of pre-sales beating Black Panther, for, who just got the record. So Yeah, Black Panther, it beat it in like, it beat the 24-hour record in like six hours. And I'm only a little, I'm only really sarcastically upset about it. <laughs> All right, so... This just in, breaking news. Our legendary anchorman, Nick English, is not with us tonight due to a birth in the family. Better than a death in the family. So Little Fraggle has made her way into the world, and as far as I know, everyone's happy and healthy, right, Jeff? Yeah, I saw them today. I got to hold her for the first time. It, she is adorable. Yeah. All right, so we have some feedback from our from last week and from our... Okay, so this has start, started to become a little bit of a of an ongoing like head scratcher. So our whole fandomite versus Dahmer uh, debate, we finally put a poll up on Facebook and we're like, okay, and we're getting some votes and on by it. Facebook. We mean Brandon's Facebook. Cause we didn't figure out how to put it on the page. So as far as I can tell on a business page on Facebook, you have to have a, uh, you have to use an app to create a poll. And whereas if we had a group, which might be something to look into, if we had a group for that, we could put up a poll really easily in there. And so what I did instead is on my personal page, I made a poll, which lets you pick between two options. And then I made it public and then I shared it to our Facebook page. And so hopefully everyone who wanted to see it can see it. We've gotten about 24 votes in there. And I've only know, I only know a couple of those people in real life. So <laughs> two of them uh, are from me. I was going to call you out on that. We've got one person who voted for the Dahmer party named Jeff Dumas. And we have another person who voted for the Dahmer party named Jeffrey Dumas. It's like somebody has two Facebook accounts. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yes, of course I have two Facebook accounts. Why wouldn't I? Everyone should have a separate, everyone should get a separate face, separate Facebook account just for their family. And one other guy who, for some reason, sent a request. And, you know, just that's you, by the way. And, oh, okay, you know, yeah. just, yeah, you're the only person who's on both accounts. I don't know why. Well, I didn't know, I didn't know both. which, I didn't know who was who. I, Cause well, the one that the you would me. think is the fandom one or is your friend one has, uh, looks like the personal one and vice versa. Like when I, when I sent you the friend request, it was like your friend one was like a picture of you with your grandpa. And so I was all like, wait a minute. I haven't had a picture of me and my grandpa. Uh, might have been me and patrick stewart but maybe it was patrick stewart isn't patrick stewart your grandpa i thought he was i wish but at the same time we did just talk about anyway yeah it, it, anyway yeah yeah no, I, it, it's fine i mean 
You're the one who who hit accept. Uh, just just saying. I, I figured it's because you considered me family and a friend. It was just easier to say yes. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. So anyway, we've got this post going, and uh, Craig Price from Matinee Heroes podcast he where they talk about movies uh matinee movies matinee heroes like hence the title movies from like the the past where you've got a big protagonist and it, it's kind of a fun podcast they've got he's got a film critic that he talks to with him and he's and he threw out another suggestion i thought we were done with suggestions but he threw out fandom maniacs and all of a sudden everyone's yeah. like i like this we should do this i can it, live with that it makes us look really dumb like oh wait no that's that's better than yeah let's let's do that one yeah and apparently uh fandomite uh makes people think of people from the land of sodom i never put that together that was new to me that one i knew about the fanny pack thing but i didn't i didn't know about this thing yeah yeah so you know we We never can make the connection it's so it's like that meme that's posted every once in a while that's just a plain white square saying finally a meme that won't offend anybody i i feel like we're starting to get that get to that point with our names but uh with since nick's not here and you're all for fandomaniacs and i'm okay with fandomaniacs i think we're gonna do i think we're just gonna make an executive decision that it's fandomaniacs and if nick really wants to fight us he can fight us but it's two against one what do you think about that? I'm springing this on you live on the I podcast. Know, I am. I'm okay. As I posted on the thing, like I could live with it. And the Dahmer thing was never going to last. <laughs> Dahmer thing I, was a joke just to get a rise out of Nick. And now that there's a better option than I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, let's go for yep, it. Yep. And we do have our, uh, we do have our stinger from Jess Harnell, who is the voice of Wacko Warner from the Animaniacs. So, I mean, it, it just all fits together, right? Yeah, just as long as, you know, Warner Brothers doesn't hit us with a trademark infringement, we'll be fine. Because, <laughs> you know, like we said before, they listen. Yeah, they do. They do. And 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 everything's permitted, I'm sure. So, um, okay. It's, so It's under parody and, and we're not insulting it. You know, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> All right. So some more of our feedback that we got on our reboots, remakes, and sequels episode. Ryan Green from the Nerd Dome podcast, he wrote in and he said, I always thought a reboot is when they abandon former stories and start something new. And a remake is when they take the same story and do it over again. Like the live action Disney movies are remakes. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So I forget. How did we define it? um, So like reboot, I I guess I could just, hey, why don't I just scroll down this document and see what we said. So our official definition says that a reboot resets everything like Star Trek and it drops past canon, kind of like Star Wars, the days of future past did, or Jurassic World to an extent, um, where a remake oh, is... Oh, when you said Star Wars, you mean when Disney acquired it? or Yeah, when Disney you, acquired okay. Star Wars and they dropped the, the Legends right. stuff. For a second, I thought you, you said Star Wars, days of future past. I'm like, did you really... <laughs> It's the same. It's the same franchise, right? Sure. Um, And then we said that a remake is a reinterpreting, like the all females Ghostbusters, any Sherlock, Shakespeare, uh, moving it to a different cartoon. Although we did say that, we did say that. Hmm. As soon as Ryan said, "I'm like, well, then we must have said it the other way," because what Ryan's saying is right. Ryan's saying is what we're agreeing with it. You're agreeing with us. Yeah. I, so thanks for so paying re- attention, Ryan. Jeez, jeez. 
if that's it, were it. We're gonna have to almost any on the show almost again. anyone out else i wouldn't have called him <laughs> out like that but ryan ryan's fun he'll know so all right well i thought i thought that's what we did maybe we messed up in something in the recording but uh yeah so uh well somebody somebody give us some time code there say this is where you screwed up because inquiring minds want to know uh, or Jared, Ryan, invite one of us onto Nerd Dome, where you can tell us then what you think. See, I've had th- here's the problem with Nerd Dome is they record on Thursday nights, and I've got yeah. college classes on Thursday nights, and that's, that's also fine. a problem because that's also when all the movie premieres are. And so I, I can never. <laughs> well, I'll tell I've you had, what, like, I'm available every other Thursday. All right, hear that? Hear that? I'll, he's I'll he's available, up. ladies, ladies, gentlemen. I don't, I don't I don't know how you what you prefer, but he's available. Um. All right, that's, so we've that's nowhere near the turn I thought that was going to take, but okay. <laughs> hey, didn't Jared write in too? Let's get off yep. my love life. Jared Elder also wrote in. He says uh, that he watched the old Universal monster slash horror movies with his five year old and loved them. He says they were cheese and funny now, but back then they were instant hits. The new one I haven't seen, but hearing all the comments has bummed me out on it. He's talking about the Mummy because we talked about the Mummy reboot. Slash remake. I haven't seen it. Heard it's not great. Yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those things that Tom Cruise killed an entire movie franchise before it was a franchise. Killed the uh, movie universe. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he says maybe someday I'll get to watch it. Dot dot dot. Netflix, please. Um, so I, I took a quick watch over at JustWatch.com. I took a quick, quick look, look over at JustWatch.com, and uh, it looks like it's. You can buy the old monster movie films on a lot of places, but it looks like the Stars subscription has them scr- streaming, screaming maybe, uh, depending on how campy you like your horror. Um, yeah, so <laughs> if you have Amazon Prime and add on the couple the dollars a month has for Stars, 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, yeah, that. yeah, that's it's only it's better than Fifty Shades, but for but now, Fifty Shades is getting better. Weeks. Fifty Shades <laughs> apparently, <is getting> better. <laughs> apparently Fifty Shades is aging well. <laughs> Like a fine wine. Really? So. Uh, wine? Maybe. Maybe. So. Okay. So, yeah. Jared, go ahead and subscribe to Stars, and you can stream all the monster movies that you want. Okay. So that is our feedback. If you guys want to send us feedback, head over to fandompodcast.com slash contact. Send us a message there. We've got facebook.com slash fandompodcast where we've got all of our posts. That's where these feedback – where that's where this feedback came this week. Or you can drop us an email, feedback at fandompodcast.com, or Twitter is at fandomcast. We're at all those places. We, I have learned the tweets. All right, let's jump into the news sponsored by Colton. Head over to patreon.com slash fandompodcast to find out more. All right, guys, so we are continuing on our format of with our four news stories. And if you guys want more fandom news, you can head over to anchor.fm slash fandom five, where I've been doing a daily fandom news podcast, five minutes or less, five days a week. So um, our very first news story, though, is that Disney is creating a real world Hunger Games inside of their corporate structure. Uh, Apparently, they're testing out a new CEO. Bob Iger delayed his retirement to I want to say it was 2021 because Disney has all these balls up in the air and he's like, Hey, we're going to get this all settled before we, uh, before I retire. So, uh, 
effective immediately, Disney has broken their their business into four new segments. The first segment is the TV, so like the U.S. Disney Channel and Disney XD and ABC and all that stuff. So you got your TV division, you have your film division, which Lucasfilm, the MCU, all those things fall under the film division. You have... <clears throat> You have a business segment called Direct to Consumer and International. This is going to be the ESPN Plus, the uh, previously unnamed, yet to be decided, I can't remember how we called it, the Direct to Consumer digital streaming platform, uh, which shall be unnamed until they name it. It's also the service going, that shall not be named. The service that shall not be named, yes. It's also going to include their stake in Hulu and then also all the international Disney channels. Um, this, so the, obviously this is going to have the Disney, the technology platforms and all of those cool things like that. The person in charge of this is named is Kevin Mayer. And he is, he's the guy who's been their chief strategy officer until this change. He has been in charge of things like the Pixar acquisition, the Marvel acquisition, Lucasfilm acquisition, the pending deal with Fox, all those all those things. He's been the guy who's been like, okay, let's take Disney and have them own all of the franchises and then go out and create all this really cool stuff. So he's been the guy in charge of that. The other guy that it looks like they're testing out to see if he's going to take the CEO spot, his name is uh, Bob Chapek. And Chapek, who has been in charge of like the Disney parks, Disney World, Disneyland, stuff like that. Now he's in charge of Disney parks plus all of the licensing agreements that Disney owns intellectual properties on. And so I think I think what we're seeing here is a hey, we're going to test you guys and see how this works. What do you think what do you think it means for Disney's future, Jeff, to have the one CEO coming from all these acquisitions and creating all this content and the other one creating these experiences? The pretty soon the future will just be everything run by Disney. Uh, <laughs> no, enough. it's it's smart to not have one person trying to like, Oh man, we, we got to deal with the park, but Avengers infinity war is coming out. It's, it's good to separate those duties. You know, you just, and we'll hopefully make it run into a well-oiled machine that will soon rule the world. <laughs> so I think they were, so they were already separated, but I think now they're auditioning for the CEO, mm -hmm. uh, CEO role. Do you think that if, I mean, if Chapik, so wait, did I, mean, I misunderstand so, it then? They're looking for someone. Are they looking for the opposite then? For someone? No, to no, no, no. They, they, they already, oh, okay. they already had them. They already had their company split in a different way, and so they just rearranged it. But they took their two biggest guys and put them in charge of different, uh, different divisions. And so my thought process on this is that maybe, if you know, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And so if the CEO that was in charge of the parks become, or if the uh, if the executive that was in charge of the parks and the and also the licensing becomes the CEO, are, is, is Disney then going to start to become more of a, hey, we're going to license out all of our stuff and we're going to have these really cool real world experiences? Or if the guy who's in charge of all of the streaming services and content acquisition becomes the becomes the main guy, are they going to focus and double down on their on acquiring companies that are producing content like I? That's that's kind of where I see this story going. So this reminds me of a video from NerdSync that I saw entitled What Happened with the Clone Saga, with the Spider-Man clone thing that apparently was a mess in the 90s. 
I didn't read it, so I don't know. But apparently every time it was about to come to an end, a new CEO would come into place and whoever that new guy was, he would focus on what he was doing previously. So like Clone Saga almost end, but he wanted to wrap up the X-Men thing first and he didn't want it to be sh- overshadowed and stuff like that. So I, I have a feeling that's where it's going to, it might head in that direction. So, so like, depending the, on who. Yeah. I have a feeling that whoever is put in charge of the whole thing is still going to focus on what their initial job was. And that's kind of worrying now that I, now that I say it out loud. Yeah, so I mean, like if, they, they yeah. could turn into an acquisition company or they could turn into a uh, parks and licensing agreements. Yeah, so if like all of a sudden, hey, the guy from Charge of the Parks is now the CEO, I w- does that mean that the movies are going to take a hit? You know, that's that's kind of worrying. Does that mean, oh, we don't care about Infinity War anymore because we got to make the new Infinity Gauntlet ride? Because they didn't Yeah, exactly, the exactly. It's like, hmm from people who take it so much entertainment from Disney. Yeah. Yeah, And that's why we don't want these entertainment monopolies, right? At the same time though, I really want the X-Men and Marvel to come together. I know they won't ever because, but I know that's acquisitions. That's completely different, but well, that's, but that's Kevin Mayer. That's the other guy. That's there's a, there's a really good chance that he's got that. Uh, I mean, it's right now that that looks like that's who Disney is is favoring because of the way that they're going. But then again, he's been in charge of their strategy as well. Um, I think it's, I think it's interesting. I was going to make Kevin Feige in charge of it all. Just be, (laughs) eh, you're doing good with the movie. You're doing good on putting movies together. How are you with a, with a billion, multi-billion trillion dollar company? I'm assuming it's in the trillions by now, based on how far it spreads. Something like that. I would, I would assume, but you know, I'm I'm not a huge business person. So, um here's here's something that uh i was just wondering about with this is or here's something that i noticed is the the disney the disney park hotels now charge parking for your car every night they used to be included in your room and now they charge you to park there and so i wonder if the metric that they're measuring these people with is how much money does your division bring in for us (laughs) and uh i don't know it's hard to beat a billion dollars to black panther but Uh, did you ever read? It's kind of a funny, or uh, no? It's kind of it's uh, from a certain point of view. No, I didn't. That I there's, almost I almost picked that up as my last book, though. There's one story. It's, I recommend it. Go to audible.com/fan. Anyway, uh, I recommend it. There is one story in there explaining why the guy didn't fire upon the empty escape pod, and it reminded me of that because apparently promotions are based on. Uh, on death now and so firing on an empty <laughs> escape pod would just charge his charge his budget budget uh firing but not work you towards his promotion bullet, but you didn't kill somebody with it so yeah so you're... we're not promoting you type deal that just reminded me of that like oh we got we have to make more money uh, uh charge him for parking there's yeah. no, there's a non-cynical way for that too like what if there's people who like for me when my family went to disneyland we drove to uh, granted we didn't stay at a disney hotel but we drove to a spot and we took public transport everywhere so what if you're someone who like flies into california to, like there's no you're being charged for something you're not taking advantage of so now this helps those people i'm trying to be on disney's side for a little bit so they don't you know kill us off <laughs> because they listen too right no i see here here, well, here they we go. listen got... but they've just that's just they're listening to everything 
<laughs> Warner <laughs> they, listens they because the they're fans. NSA. Yeah, Warner Brothers listens because they're fans. Uh, Disney listens because they're always listening. See, I thought it's because they were thinking about acquiring us. I, I hope Mayor gets the job. We are for sale. <laughs> for the <laughs> amount of money Disney can give us, we're for sale. We don't and even also, have to discuss it. Yes, we are for sale. You want to buy us? Yes, from, okay. Coming from the person who has no say in that decision, we are for oh, sale. Oh, no, no, no. You're you're 100% right. We are for sale. For what so. Disney can afford. <laughs> we're going to get a thousand texts of like, I'll buy you for 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Just fans saying, I'll buy the fandom <laughs> podcast. Well, maybe you know what I, I i i will consider any offer i will consider any reasonable offer so and i'm not saying ten dollars is unreasonable if you want to buy naming rights i'm i'm all for that it's like that greatest movie ever sold anyway that's a that's a fun movie because <laughs> he sold the rights right. to the your company name here for presents the greatest movie yeah anyway it's a fun movie <laughs> Uh, okay, so we, let's move on from the people who are listening to us always because they're listening to everyone to the people who are listening to us because they're fans. We're going to talk about a Warner Brother property here real quick. Teen Titans Go to the Movies has cast their next Superman. And, and it's Superman amazing. Is... It is so perfect. It is so perfect for everything this movie says it's going to be. <laughs> this, this next, the next Superman is Nicolas Cage. That's right. The the national treasure, the uh the almost uh, no, I'm Superman. Say, the, the almost, almost Superman. Superman. So, yeah, we uh So, I covered this story in Fandom 5 and and when I was in there, I got to say, "Hey, we're finally getting a Nicolas Cage Superman." No, it's not Superman Lives. Uh because he was going to do that one. But he's a huge he's a huge Superman fan. And I think it's just cool that they're doing they, that. If they draw him like he was going to be in Superman Lives, uh, that will just be like the oh my! God, it's like it's so perfect. He finally gets to be Superman. I mean, he he's a fan. He named his son Kal El. I mean, he, he owns act, an Action Comics one. He he owns. It's worth two point one million dollars. Oh jeez. So there's a fun story behind Action Comics number one in, in that there was a contest inside to destroy it. There was a coloring what? contest. Oh, you didn't know this. Inside Action Comics number one, there was a coloring contest where you colored in one of the one of the pages, tore it out of the book, and sent it in for a prize. Nerds, Which Nerds, NerdSync has a huge, not a huge, a, a video on it, and it's I plug in NerdSync a lot. They're good. They're good. They're good people. But yeah, it's and at the best part is there is a list of winners in another copy of Action Comics, so we know exactly who destroyed their action comics number one <laughs> well you know what maybe maybe more number one comics should do that because if if because you know you get speculators who go in and they buy their comics now because they're like oh this is gonna be worth a million dollars and then because people buy up and save them they're not worth a million dollars the reason why old comics are worth a lot is because they're rare because they got destroyed because kids colored in them and all of all of those things so maybe if you know marvel puts out the the next superhero number one they, they put like a coloring page or oh better yet an origami contest you have to use that comic book to make something out of origami some kind of paper craft because then it destroys the book and all the oh, ones I'm, that are saved after that i'm in yeah let's see let, let. yeah yeah, yeah we, Marvel, we know you're listening because you're disney and you're always listening <laughs> or warner brothers your fans you know 
Yeah, yeah, DC. Yeah. I, I, we we could do that with a with, with the next Bat Family character. So, um, anyway, Superman. Sorry, that was a big tangent, but Superman's <laughs> come, Superman is going to be in Teen Titans Go. It's going to be voiced by Nicolas Cage. If you haven't seen the documentary Death of Superman Lives, go look it up. It's really funny. Uh, it's good. I wasn't going to say, I guess funny. It's not meant to be a comedy, but it's really good. It's got Kevin Smith, Tim Burton, uh, the, the guy who was going to be the producer. It's a great documentary. The guy, no, I think came, about... the guy came to Comic-Con and I had a conversation with him. It was about Doctor Who, but we had a conversation. He was a nice guy. That's cool. I didn't, I didn't realize he was there. So. It was the first Fanex because I was there with my cousin. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Before it was so, pre-podcast times, for me at least. I don't know. Were you doing stuff for the first Fanex? I think I, no, no, I wasn't. I think it was the second Fanex that I decided I'm going to start a podcast. Okay. So, um, they also cast singer and songwriter Halsey as Wonder Woman and rapper Lil Yachty to voice Green Lantern. So I find it interesting that they've got these singers and these rappers and all those things, and then they decide Nicolas Cage because he's a fan. So well, it's also. The only way they could have cast Green Lantern, I mean, Little Yad Yadi, I don't know who I don't know who this is. Apparently, he's done soundtrack for movies I don't watch. Oh, Fate of the Furious. Anyway, uh, the only way that casting could have been better is if it were Ryan Reynolds. You know, they, they, that would have been so much better. <laughs> They're not going to make that much money. That's that's the problem. You, okay, so I'm assuming these Justice League members aren't going to be there for very long. They're going to have like a scene would you i'm pretty sure I, I i would bet that ryan reynolds if we was approached saying hey would you mind voicing green lantern for our cartoon you're going to be you'll have a scene with nicholas cage as superman you don't think ryan reynolds would be like i'll clear a day in my schedule <laughs> you know i'll anyway yeah i i could see, okay i could see him doing that but yeah. he's not going to do anything for free especially green lantern related <laughs> yeah especially green lantern related and he, I don't know. Hmm. They're also doing the John Stewart version of Green Wait, Lantern. It looks on. like Will Arnett is Slade. That's a weird casting. Just Will cast, Arnett does you, a lot of different voices. I know, but voices, you cast though. him as Batman. I mean, for what this movie is, you cast him as Batman. And Kristen <laughs> Bell is Jade Wilson. Oh, jeez. James Corden as Balloon Man. Who's Balloon Man? Oh, I bet he's the guy in the trailer. So, um, that Teen Titans go to the movies comes out on July 27th. So I guess we'll be able to everyone go see then. it because it's in our draft and I paid five <laughs> bucks for it. <laughs> five, five dollars. bucks. Yeah. Five fandom bucks. Hmm. Hmm. What's the, Ideas. what's the conversion ratio? Um, it is, uh, carry the one worthless, absolutely worthless. Oh, so uh, my, like 140 leftover fandom bucks. Yeah. They, they I, get my, you nothing. My one eighteen. You get nothing. You get nothing. Good day, sir. Yep. I'm glad you got the reference. Oh. I am glad you got the reference. So. I, I know. I know words. <laughs> yeah. Teen Titans go to the movies. I'll be seeing it. And now that Nicolas Cage is Superman, I will not be seeing it just because it's in my draft. Maybe I'll take maybe I'll take my nephews. They might like that. My, the oldest one. Yeah, he'll, he'll be like five by the time it comes out. <laughs> See, I mean, here's the here's the thing about this movie is he it's, might it's literally have movies. just turned five. Cool. Well, I, I, I happy birthday. It. Okay, let's. As long, I don't know how to transition from birthdays, but we need to move on to our next news <laughs> story. Uh, hey, so. uh, there's a franchise turning twenty five uh, with the twenty five twenty fifth at Bond, James Bond, whatever. Just just. 
Just hard James transition. Bond 25, the, the, the 25th movie of James Bond is coming out. Uh, Danny Boyle is set to be the director. And it's interesting because he was pretty tight-lipped about things for a little bit. He basically told us who was writing the script. He hasn't said a whole lot about this other than it's going to be Daniel Craig's last movie. Uh, Ever? I'm well, assuming you mean Bond movie. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I like to think that when you're done with Bond, Q packs you up into a little briefcase and, and stores you for later because technology can do stuff like that. Is that how that works? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that can that can work. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I have been terrible because... Uh, because... I've not seen the past two James Bond movies. So you have not that... seen Spectre and Skyfall? Yes, those are the ones. I highly suggest you see Skyfall and Spectre is on Hulu. You choose. But what I'm annoyed at actually is that Spectre was very, was I mean, he didn't die, but it was a very nice farewell to Bond, James Bond, Daniel Craig. And so he could have it, given it up at that it point. It had a, and it had a, almost, it had a practically drive off into the sunset moment, and so it would have been really good as Daniel Craig's last James Bond. But he didn't ride off into the sunset. He apparently is coming back. I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. But Daniel Craig is, if you count. Your favorites? I'm, I mean, he's my favorite James Bond, only because I haven't really seen much of the old ones. I think I've seen two Pierce Brosnan ones, but you know, yeah. See, I to me, Pierce Brosnan is my favorite because I enjoyed Goldeneye because I was just the right age when that came out to like really be into that, and then I get sucked into the N64 uh, first-person shooter. That was, like, the first, uh, but, that was like one of the first first-person shooters, wasn't it? Or, one of, well, the more, or no. one of the best perceived, I guess. It was it was one of the best perceived of the time. It was one of the first console first person shooters, I want to say, um, because there were computers. Yeah. Computers. Yeah. Okay. I, I, he might be listening, Dad. I know Marathon came out before 007. <laughs> Marathon's <laughs> the only like video game he ever really liked. So. All right. Well, it looks like John Hodge is going to be the screenwriter on this, and he's got an idea, but he doesn't want to give it away. And if uh, Barbara Broccoli, who owns the rights to the film, decides she doesn't like it, she's probably going to send it up to what is his, Neil Purvis, who's actually scripted all of Daniel Craig's 007 movies, which is uh, Pierce, which is uh, The World Is Not Enough, Die Another Day, all that stuff. So uh, he also did some of the Pierce Brosnan ones too. Uh, world is not enough and die another day are pierce brosman yeah that's why i that's why i corrected myself (laughs) (laughs) okay great those aren't daniel craig's but he has done all the daniel craig ones okay um and then i said titles from this article that were yeah you you made some yeah yeah, no i I completely got that wrong and so i tried to cover it and it did not happen so he he has written the four daniel craig ones he also did a couple old ones okay I'm more curious who the next James Bond would be and would probably die of laughter if it is, in fact, Theo James. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be too yeah, good. Nah. We would have to redact our redaction. That would be like, well, so it turns out we were wrong about Theo James. And then a couple years later, hey, it turns out Theo James. Yeah, yeah that, would <laughs> that, would, that would be that would be hilarious. No, I want him um, to be Bond now. 
So. He's going to be the one I'm campaigning for. That's how it uh, works. Right? We vote for James yeah, Bond. Yeah, it, it's kind of like the Pope, and then you get some white smoke, and you're like, oh, that's the next James Bond, I think. I could be completely wrong. I saw, I, I, I saw some. Uh, I saw Angels and Demons. I'm pretty sure that's how the Pope's chosen. <laughs> All right. I think the biggest thing, the biggest reason that we threw this story in here is because we know Nick is a huge Bond fan. And if we didn't talk about this, he, the, he would be disappointed. A part of me hopes that he listens to this and he just gets mad at how we're handling all this. And I, you know, I'm going to leave in the part where I mess up the, the Bond titles to s- see if I can get a reaction out of Nick. Oh, but, he won't care. He doesn't listen. Oh, wait, no, he does. <laughs> Actually, he does. So, In fact, he has a reason to listen to us because he's not here. Good for him. Congratulations yep. on your kid, by the way. Congrats. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so our moving on to our fourth and final news story for the week is that Martin Freeman apparently hates Sherlock Holmes fans now. Uh, so Martin Freeman, who plays Watson in the BBC's Sherlock, has, you know, he's been out doing interviews talking about black panther and stuff like that where he plays agent ross a, a small film hasn't made a lot of money yet but you know he's trying to promote it so he um, excuse me it has made six hundred and five million four hundred thousand five hundred twenty eight dollars okay all right I, I, maybe I, i'm wrong maybe i literally wrong. as maybe. you were talking about james bond was updating the spreadsheet uh <laughs> yeah little indie film so, sort of no one's seen it <laughs> So while he was out uh, doing the press tour for Black Panther, he was asked if there were any talks about the fifth season of Sherlock because they ended season four with a, well, it's Sherlock, so they could come back, but, you know, there, there's been no news. And so they said, hey, what's going on? Is there going to be a fifth season? And uh, he said that the, in 2017 when they filmed the fourth season, it was a little hard to continually build on the fans' expectations from the previous seasons. Now, part of it's because Sherlock is really good. Um, and takes forever for him to get it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're doing other shows. They're doing other things. But, you know, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch got tied up in this little indie film, indie franchise, you know. Which, interestingly, which he also has also... Martin Freeman. Yeah, Martin Freeman, they both got wrapped up into there. But uh, apparently... Benedict Cumberbatch says there's no word on whether or not there's going to be a Doctor Strange 2. Uh, I I hope there is because that's one of my favorites, but I could also see where they'd be like, oh, that'd be really we'll hard see, to write. We'll see how Infinity... I have a feeling after Infinity War, and we'll, be, we'll talk about more of this later, after Infinity War, I have a feeling that's when a whole bunch of their unnamed movie dates that Marvel has claimed, apparently... Like that was a thing didn't a while ago. They'd be like, "Hey, we're gonna have movies on these dates. Don't worry about what well, they're if, called." If they announced a Doctor Strange two, you'd go into Infinity War saying, "Hey, we don't." Well, we'll talk about this more later. Yeah, but that's what um, I'm saying is, as soon as as soon as the Infinity War is over, that's when there will be a slew of those dates are these. Yep, yep. That way, that way we know. All right, but getting back to Sherlock, I know Amy's listening to this, being like, "I want more Sherlock news." He doesn't listen to this um, part. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I just assume everyone does. I've been calling out a lot of like friends for not listening and a lot of major corporations that don't even know what we are for listening. I'm great (laughs) at this promotion thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So back to this, when, you know, he was saying it's hard. Season four was really hard because people expected a lot by the time it got to season four because Cumberbatch and Freeman had become such big names and done such big things. Uh, He says that being in the show, it's a mini Beatles thing, which uh, I'm sure if you're from from uh, England, you know exactly what that means or from that decade. But now basically he's saying, hey, the Beatles were like famous and couldn't go anywhere. And it was kind of annoying to them. And so he says, people's expectations, some of it, it's not fun anymore. It's not a thing to be enjoyed. It's a thing of, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get through the, I'm going to put exactly what the article has in here. Uh, you better effing do this. Otherwise you're a, and uh, I think he, I think the word he was looking for was fanny pack. Um, <laughs> so um, he, he says, that's not fun anymore. And yeah, I, I don't blame that. him. I think fans have gotten to a point where they just need to look into him. And this is Brandon talking. This is not Martin Freeman. Yeah, Martin fans Freeman's have gotten to a point. Yeah, he's, he's he's done with Sherlock and everything because fans are terrible. Um, they need to look in the mirror and be like, okay, I get – where am I at? Am I that fan? Because so I personally – Was it on this podcast that we said the worst thing that can happen to fans – the worst, the worst thing that can happen to a franchise is its fans or something like that? Oh wait, no. The quote is, "No one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans." That's what. That's what I'm paraphrasing. So it's along the same yeah, lines. Yeah. Nothing will ruin a show faster than its fans. So I mean, and it's not just it's not just Sherlock. You know, Doctor Who has it. Star Wars, like you mentioned, has it. The MCU has it. DC has. It. I mean, we all we're all fans of things. But if we don't step back and let these storytellers tell their stories, we have nothing to be fans of. And so it behooves us to calm down a little bit. I do think it's kind of funny that Martin Freeman saying, I don't, this Sherlock thing's getting out of hand. I don't know if I can do this anymore. I'm going to go join the MCU because that seems less stressful. <laughs> you know what, though? Although he was, Ross really, is a, he was really good in Black Panther. <laughs> he was really good in Black Panther. His, his you know, and him and Cumberbatch, their American accents. accents. I don't know. It's kind of hard. Well, yeah. I'm an American. Yeah, but I think uh, Martin Freeman was better because he wasn't put in a situation where he had to say a hard word for the British American accent. Strange. I was going to say bargain. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. (laughs) But I understand it's Um, canon, so they had to, but still. (laughs) My favorite thing was... uh, my son, the other, uh, this weekend I slept in a little bit. My son comes into the bedroom. He comes in and he says, Dad, I've come to bargain. And I'm like, you've been watching Doctor Strange this morning, haven't you? And he said, uh-huh. So <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be better if, he's, if, he can't, if you fell back asleep. And when he tried to wake you up again, Dad, I've come to bargain. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah I, I could see him doing that, though. But, you know, such a good movie. Such a good movie. a good movie. So. I'm, I'm, yeah, Sherlock fans, you're the worst. Um, <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, they are, but I mean. So basically what Martin Freeman is saying is if you're a fan of Sherlock, you're you're a terrible person. <laughs> really? Uh, Wait, may not that, be wrong. Is that, that's, that's not what you gathered from the? No, I, I, no, I, I, think, I think that's what he's saying. Oh, okay. I think that's what he's saying. So. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our news for, for this week. Um, we've got some announcements to make though 
We uh, we mentioned it last week during the discussion. Didn't mention it during the news, though. We have made a decision for the random fandom. We are going to be covering Once More with Feeling, which is Buffy Season 6, Episode 7, the musical episode of Buffy. Now, this will be interesting because, Jeff, have you ever watched any Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Um, okay. I remember one thing when Lena was watching it at home. They were really worried about a demon showing up because he was going to like destroy the whole world. And then the demon showed up and he only was about six inches tall. And so they just squished him with their foot. At the after the commercial, after later, they say, uh, "Hey, did you see this uh, writing under the picture? We couldn't translate. I, I translated it. It says actual size. That's all I remember <laughs> of Buffy. There was this one demon. They were really worried about summoning. Okay, so 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 you're so, so you're so an expert. Short on it. answer is no. <laughs> I so I watched some of it. I enjoyed the show, but I didn't watch all of it when it was airing. Um, so I've got huge gaps. Um, I know enough to know who the characters are and a little bit of the story. Um, and then Nick, Nick, Nick loves Buffy. So we're, we're going to have all the perspectives here and it's a musical episode. Um, so I think that I, I, I think that Jeff, we're going to expect you to recreate some of the singing lines for us. Oh God, no, not even bunnies. Nope. So I, I um, cannot sing. Like I literally so, cannot sing. Phys- I physically do not have the ability to sing. <laughs> so speaking of making us sing, if we reach our goal on Patreon, we're doing a musical episode, and I'm gonna have <laughs> yeah, to figure a, out how to auto tune Jeff or something. Musicals. No, no, I had an <laughs> idea about that. There's, um, I'm okay playing along as the guy who doesn't sing, but I'm not singing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing. I'm so. more than willing to be. Oh God, he's doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh so this random fandom is going is going to be awesome send us in your feedback this week um pledge on patreon patreon.com slash fandom podcast if you want us to create a train wreck of a musical episode nick and i like to sing we may not be good but we like to sing nick has um, actually a beautiful singing voice like you so. may have heard some of it on here but like nick legitimately can sing like his whole family is very musical it's frightening, actually. All right. So, so you know, you have to look uh, forward to If you to want that. to hear scary singing. <laughs> scary good singing, <laughs> scary bad singing, and I don't know how Brandon describes his. I don't know. I don't know. I, it depends play. on the day. I was in a play. I did all sorts of singing and stuff like that in junior high, high school, and college. But I'm, I'm a grown-up now, and I don't sing nearly as often. Um, okay, so... That's some more announcements we've got. We're going to be at Wasatch Comic Con April 27th and 28th. Listen to our next episode. We're going to have a Jeff and I have a, a really cool announcement we're going to make on the next episode that we are about not what we're going to have. Nick. Yeah, Nick, <laughs> Nick has no idea about this. This came up right before the, the show. So, Wasatch Comic Con April 27th and 28th in the Valley Fair Mall in West Valley, Utah. Um, Utah Podcaster Summit is going to be June 2nd, and we're going to have some really cool stuff there. Um, I'm going to be really involved with it. So uh, if you're there, if you want to go, if you want to start a podcast, there's a big beginner track to say, Hey, here's how you start a podcast. There's an advanced track. If you're like, Hey, I'm, I, I already have a podcast. Help me out. And then there's a fan track where you can sit there and listen to live shows all day. <laughs> and then uh, we'll be at Utah pop culture con the next week, which is June 9th. And that's in pleasant Grove, Utah. And then in July, we've got Salt Lake gaming con. So July 6th and 7th. So those are where that's where we're going to be this summer. We want to see you there. We're going to have some 
prizes and some goodies to give out to you. So we want to see you. Um, if you want to help support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast. Like we mentioned a couple times. Is that how they and sign up to be a- what they want as the random fandom? As I interrupt what you're trying to say, is that where you submit it or are we taking that from anybody? You know what? If, if you have to be a patron to submit a random fandom, you don't have to submit it on Patreon though, because their, their messaging system is not great. Right. Well, cause the way I looked um, at it was anyone can suggest it, but patrons got first dibs. That's how I kind of looked at it. Cause you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with that. This, the, uh, once more feeling came from, from the fandom maniac, Wendy. Yeah. I did. I'm going to have to figure out how to use that, but, uh, Wendy sent that in and that was her idea. So yeah, Patreons get, or patrons get first dibs. So, um, other ways that you can support us are affiliate links. We have an audible affiliate link, which is fandompodcast.com slash audible. We have a CBS affiliate link, which is fandompodcast.com slash CBS. And we have an Amazon affiliate link, fandompodcast.com slash Amazon. So with that out of the way, until next time, we didn't look at outros. Well, there's no outros for one person. <laughs> I'll, well, just, I can... I'll, I'll just, I'll just do the fallback. Hail Hydra. May the fandom be with you. Hashtag outtakes. I'm not sure what I just said. Maybe. Okay, we're recording. Recording usually is the easiest way to get a podcast out. Welcome to the Fandom Podcast, episode 159. This is the show that brings together geeks and nerds from across the fandomverse to analyze the news and discuss your favorite TV, movies, comics, and books. This is the news roundup for the third week of March, 2018. But first, joining me this week is... I messed that up. Yeah, yeah. But first... But first... Let's just run with it. Just just run with it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't, don't don't start over just no 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 oh did you um, check did you remember to check twitter for feedback because i didn't i looked at it the other day and there wasn't but who knows because maybe we haven't learned the truth there's four notifications but the thing that it's never for mm. us so all that's getting <laughs> cut out <laughs> yeah yeah probably <laughs> okay that's fair <laughs> maybe in the outro maybe in the in the outtakes we'll outtakes. see so welcome to the fandom movie league week 10 update it is the week of march 18th and here are the scores in third place is brandon with 59 million dollars in second place we have nick with 102 million dollars and in first place is me with 587 million dollars congrats to nick for finally making it past 100 million and brandon is really hoping ready player one is as good as he think it will be Coming out this week is the biggest release week of the competition, with three movies coming out on the same day. And those movies are Isle of Dogs, Sherlock Gnomes, and Pacific Rim Uprising. And lucky for him, they are all for Nick. Could this be the turning point to give Nick the lead? Will seven movies be enough? Well, to find out, you'll have to just tune in next week. Or, as always, if you want to follow along, you can go to fandompodcast.com fml18.